Hello, I'm Kevin, VK6 Lima Whiskey, and welcome to Amateur Radio Topics. In today's episode, I'm primarily going to talk about receive antennas. Now these are particularly important on the low bands, 160, 80 and 40 meters. Mainly because there's a lot of noise on those bands, um, either man-made or atmospheric noise, that will obscure the DX you're trying to work. Now, there are various forms of receive antenna, and at first it might seem a little bit counterintuitive to have an antenna that maybe gives you a, a lower signal than you may get using your transmit antenna. But let's say, for example, you're using a vertical as your main transmit antenna. That's gonna pick up an awful lot of noise, both local noise and atmospheric noise. And it's, whilst it may be efficient as a transmit antenna, it's not really gonna help digging out those weak signals that are close to the noise level. Hence the need for a receive antenna. Now, I've been using beverages for some time. I've got some space here that I can put these beverages up and they work really quite well. They're fairly non-critical non in terms of the format. They don't have to be running a, a dead straight line. You can take some, um, you can take some uh, liberties with the direction that it's uh, pointing in, particularly um, um, in terms of uh, using local support such as trees or part of the house. Um, so it's not, um, not too hard to put a beverage up and ideally you need to try and get this antenna maybe around about seven or eight feet in the air, which is quite handy because it keeps it away from, from most of the things that would cause the wire to perhaps break. Uh, the wire I use is fairly thin gauge. It's probably around about a, um, a 22 or 24 gauge wire. It's not particularly thick, uh, just copper wire. And um, it's fed at one end uh, with a four to one type ballon. Um, straight into just um, fairly cheap 75 ohm TV coax. And um, ideally you want this antenna to be around about one wavelength long at the desired frequency. So let's just say hypothetically you want a beverage for 160 meters. You're gonna need an antenna that's um, around about 160 meters long, uh, around about uh, 600 feet, somewhere, somewhere around that um, vicinity. Now, I realize that's not entirely possible for everybody to achieve this, but even a shorter beverage can still work fairly well on 160, even something that's a half wavelength. So something more around the, the 260, 270 feet mark will work fine on 160. Uh, the far end of the beverage uh, can be terminated with a, um, about a 600 ohm resistor down to earth and um, it's not critical, but what this does is it does tend to give the beverage a unidirectional pattern. So it fires in the direction of, or it fires in the direction away from the feed point if you terminate the far end with a resistor. Um, a non-inductive resistor is, is really quite important. Now at the feed point um, with the matching transformer, normally uh, you need a ground rod, so you try and get that down as far as you can. Um, but something like a four, four or five foot ground rod is, is quite adequate. 
And then from that ground rod, I've got um, two or three um, just uh, 30 foot wires um, and about 10 meter wires that act as um, radials or counterpoises at the ground point. And I've got the same arrangement at the far end where the antenna's terminated with a resistor down to a ground rod and again a couple of 10 meter, 30 foot type counterpoises at that, at that point. So this is a really simple setup. If you put a beverage up for 160 meters and you get something that's around about 550 feet or 600 feet out in more or less a straight line, doesn't matter if it follows the undulations of the ground, if the, if the ground's a bit up and down, it really doesn't matter too much. Doesn't matter too much if it's six foot above the ground, eight foot above the ground, it's still gonna work. And um, you'll also be able to successfully use that on 80 meters and also on 40 meters. And if you do the modeling, you can see the difference in the pattern as you go higher in frequency. Once you get past 40 meters, once you get to 30 meters and 20 meters, it's, it's really not quite as effective. I've used my beverages to, to good effect on 30 meters. On 20 meters, they really start to lose effect. But there have been times in some contest type conditions where I've used the beverage on 20 meters just simply to try and um, listen down through the frequency a little bit if, if there's a big pile up or there's a lot of noise. The QRM is really heavy and the beverage can sometimes help with this. So the big advantage the beverage has is that it offers a better signal to noise ratio. So yes, the signals are lower. Maybe on your vertical, the station you're trying to listen to is S7, but the noise is S9, and you're gonna really struggle to pull that station in. On the beverage, the same station might be S4, S5 maybe, but there's very little noise. The noise level might be virtually non-existent, may not even register on the S meter. Um, quite often with a beverage, you do need to use the preamp on your transceiver. You can build a preamp and put it at the feed point, and that works quite well. But with, I'm finding with really these modern transceivers uh, with two levels of preamp, it's more than enough for a beverage. Quite often on my, on my long beverage, on 80 and 40 meters, I'm just using the first uh, level of preamp. I'm not even using preamp number two. So, um, but the idea is to get a good signal to noise ratio. So the beverage definitely helps in this regard. If it's terminated at the far end, it becomes unidirectional, which is quite useful. If you run two beverages at right angles to each other, you've got two directions. I've got one beverage facing to the US. I've got another beverage facing to Europe. And when I switch between the two, the difference is quite remarkable on the low bands. The stations that I can hear quite clearly sound the US beverage. If I flick over to the European beverage, can't hear them at all. So it's um, pretty amazing to get that difference. Um, if you want to make the antenna bi-directional, you simply remove the terminating resistor at the far end. You leave the beverage unterminated, and then it will give you a bi-directional uh, pattern. Now, there are some reasons for doing this. If you're living in an area where there's not, a, not maybe not too much noise around, you don't need to null out the noise from one direction or the other, then the bi-directional pattern can be really useful. And I have experimented with this here, and I'm in a fairly quiet rural location. So the bi-directional pattern actually works quite well for me. It means that on the um, US beverage, I can fire either uh, to the northeast or the southwest, and that can be quite handy. 
and with the European beverage I can do the same I can fire northwest or um, or southeast and that's got its advantages so just depends on the circumstances that you're in now if you don't have as I say if you don't have room to put up um, a 600 foot beverage don't despair a beverage half that size will still work it'll work very well on 80 meters it's one wavelength sorry up um, so it will be um, one wavelength on 80 meters um, and it would be half wavelength on 160 so obviously the results of 160 are not quite as good 80 meters it's okay still gives you um, two wavelengths on 40 meters which is it's more than adequate um, and on 40 the the um, the results are, are quite um, quite good because there's a fair bit of, even from Perth in WA there's a fair bit of noise on 40 meters so we most of our noise comes in from the north so I'm finding that with a northwest or northeast beverage on 40 meters um, that's in my case four wavelengths long um, I'm getting quite a sharp pattern and it nulls out most of the noise from the north however this is this has led to some other issues whereby maybe there are times where I really want to use the, the beverage to work JAs and they're pro predominantly a, a north bearing from from Perth so um, I've been experimenting for the last couple of years with a beverage on the ground um, a bog <laughs> and when I first found out about these beverage on grounds I really didn't think it was going to work um, but I thought it's worthwhile having a bit of a, a play around with this and um, see if I can um, get some results with it so I now have a, a beverage on ground firing to the north and it's unterminated which seems to be the um, seems to be the way to go with beverage on the ground and for 160 meters the uh, preferred length seemed to be around about uh, 240 feet so it wasn't as long as a full wavelength on 160 with the traditional beverage and that's got something to do with the ground effect um, very hard to model the beverage on the ground I've managed to model the other beverages that are seven to eight foot above the ground but the beverage on the ground doesn't really seem to model that well it's really difficult to try and model something that's you know maybe you can only really say well it's um, hypothetically you know one inch above the ground it doesn't need to model that well anyway the um the results on 160 80 and 40 with the beverage on the ground to the north are very good um, there are times with the jas where the jas are stronger on that beverage than they are on either the northwest or the northeast one uh, that's because it's the, on 40 they've both got all those antennas have got fairly sharp pattern due to their length um, so I'm seriously considering putting some more beverage on grounds down <laughs> not up around the block and see what sort of results we can get I've got a switching system here in the shack so I can switch between the beverage on ground and the other beverages and the main antennas and um, made some audio recordings of this and it's quite interesting that the difference is um, is quite remarkable and it it really turns stations into um, stations you can work whereas stations you can barely hear um, it's quite uh, quite quite good so in the recent um, RSGB Baru Commonwealth contest a good friend of mine Steve VK6VZ who lives about um, three or four miles from me uh, just over the other side of the hill and um, he's got pretty good setup. He's got a he's got an IC seventy six ten as well. Um, he's got um, some good antennas. He's got an eighty meter dipole up at around about uh, ninety feet, 
and he's got a 40 meter rotatable dipole HF beam. So it's not a bad setup, all on the one tower. And um, he reported that certainly on ATM40, I was working stations that he couldn't hear. Now, um, that's only because I'm listening on a beverage. That's not because these antenna's not working. Um, he's got pretty good signal on the low bands. And uh, he's a top band enthusiast. And I've been talking to him quite seriously about the idea of him getting um, a beverage antenna as his QDH. He hasn't got quite as much space as I've got, so he's got a, there's a few logistical problems, but certainly the, the bog, the beverage on the ground, is something you can do. It's, it's, it's almost a bit of a stealth antenna. You don't have to terminate it. As long as you can get it out there in the, in the preferred direction, it's, it will give you some good results. And certainly the one I've got, around about 240 feet, uh, 70 meters long, um, it's um, not terminated as I say, and it's fed at the feed point with a nine to one transformer. So with these transformers, I've used a variety of um, transformer types, um, the binocular transformers type sort of 43 ferrite material, they're quite popular, work quite well. You've got to use fairly thin wire to get the, the turns on there. And um, I believe for the nine to one transformer, I just used a traditional toroid, probably type 43 or type 61 material um, and, and had a, you know, a nine to one transformer with the, um, uh, the primary and the secondary and that feeds the beverage on ground and that seems to work quite well. Again, fed with um, some 75 ohm TV coax that seems to, uh, to work quite well for these receive antennas. And certainly um, um, the feed points um, are not that close to the shack. The, the, essentially the way the block is um, um, orientated in relation to the shack, uh, the feed points for all these antennas are, are probably at least um, 30 to 40 meters away from where the shack is. So there's a reasonable run of coax um, on, on the way out to the receive antenna. So I certainly can recommend these antennas as a way to um, get, get a better receive performance. Um, you won't obviously notice so much difference if you try to use them on the HF bands on 2015 and 10. Um, there are some advantages to using a receive antenna on those bands, and I'll come to that in a, in a moment. Um, but I'm primarily talking about the low bands here. Uh, I'm a bit of a CW enthusiast, so uh, a lot of the, the, the CW type work that I do, if I'm working guys and, and it's, um, they're down in the, in the noise, I wouldn't be able to work them by using either my beam or my high dipole on 40 or the, or the dipole I've got on 80 meters up at about 90 feet. I just, it's too hard with the noise and the static. And plus we've just come through our summer season here. So there's, there's, been a fair number of storms around the coast of Australia over the last um, three to four months, and um, that makes a difference. Obviously, it's not the answer to, to, to every, every circumstance. There are times where no matter what you do, you're not going to pull these weak signals in. But it's pretty amazing what you can do with just um, a piece of wire, um, a transformer, uh, maybe a terminating resistor, and a switch box. It makes a huge difference. I've also got another um, receive antenna further down uh, the block of land, a little bit further away from the shack, and that's just a low dipole. It's, uh, um, it's a low dipole fed with some open wire line through a four to one ballon, just for receive, and the feed point's only at about 25 feet. Um, it's away from the main um, transmit antennas. Um, and 
actually it, on occasions it works quite well it works quite well on 40 um, and also um, on 20 meters um, when the band is noisy and perhaps the beam is just picking up too much too much uh, noise so on, on 20 meters the transmitter tends a three element beam at around about um, 75 feet and um, sometimes it's yeah it's just uh, there's just a lot of noise coming in so quite often I might flick over to the low dipole just to receive now if I was trying to use that low dipole and transmit it's really not that good it, it really doesn't work that well it's going to be several s points down on the on my main beam that's 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 uh, way up in the air and um, has three elements but on receive there's some some advantages to it so it's certainly something to consider there are various derivations of um, the beverage and uh, the beverage on ground um, certainly you can put put up a low loop you can have a low loop close to the ground uh, you can have triangular loops that are, that are terminated loops grounded loops and you can switch between those there's quite a lot of uh, information out there about various types of receive antennas obviously commercial versions available as well uh, there's things like the K9AY type loop antennas um, there's a lot out there that's dedicated towards receive antenna but what I would say is with the beverage antenna it's very forgiving you can put it up and I don't think I've ever had a, a beverage antenna that I've put up that really hasn't worked and mine are, are certainly not in straight lines they tend to dog leg a bit across the block they're just simply supported on on the tree trunks lots of trees up here in the um, in the bush on the, on the block of land and it's pretty easy to find the nearest tree and tie off an insulator and just run the uh, run the wire through if the wire breaks well it's only thin wire it's really not a huge problem um, we do get quite a lot of kangaroos <laughs> up here um, they come bounding across the block I've kind of got the wire just about high enough that the kangaroos don't get don't get involved um, but Every now and again, you know, we can get a wire breakage. It might not be a kangaroo. It could be, it could be just wear and tear. It could be the wind, the trees swaying, that sort of thing. And uh, just simply uh, patch a new bit of wire in and away we go. I've had these beverages up now for probably um, seven or eight years. And there's no way I would really contemplate doing any serious low band DXing without them. Or, or for that matter, any serious low band contesting without the beverages. It's just... Um, wouldn't be something that I'd be um, <laughs> be too keen on doing. So, um, as I say, it's certainly worth having a look at these. Um, put one up to start with. Maybe maybe if if you can't get one up in the air, put put a, a beverage on ground down um, in a preferred direction. Um, although the beverage on ground I've got is 240 feet long. Um, and I haven't tried this, but theoretically you could put something there for maybe 120 foot long. It's going to work quite well on 80 and 40. Um, and I realised that not everybody's got the, the extra space to do something for 160. So, um, so yes, yeah, so I'd be interested to, any, any of you try this antenna or try these antennas, be interested to get your comments. The HF bands continue to be fairly flat from here. Uh, certainly nothing on 10 meters at all uh, 15 meters opens sporadically uh, 20 meters not been too bad heading into the early evening but closes quite early either to the US or to Europe and 40 meters has been good 40 meters has been uh, probably the standout uh, working quite a few 
uh, Europeans quite a quite a while before their several hours before their uh, their sunset, and also working into the US uh, quite a few hours after their sunrise. So, 40 meters has been the go-to band from here um, as we head into the northern hemisphere summer. There'll be no, more noise at that end, so it makes it a, bit, a little bit harder from Perth to sometimes make these QSOs on the low bands with the additional QRN that's uh, been experienced in the Northern Hemisphere. Um, I've not done a great deal on 80 metres over the last couple of weeks, um, but prior to that, 80 was fairly good and worked into, um, certainly into Eastern Europe on 80 metres uh, late in our evening here in Perth uh, with some good signal strengths. But again, the, the QRN in, in Europe will start to have an impact on these on these QSOs, on the low bands, certainly trying to work out of Perth. So I noticed the sunspot numbers were slightly up over the last week or two, and the flux was uh, in the low 70s. So although we probably are at the bottom of the cycle, I'm sure things will start to improve soon and get an uplift in the HF bands, which would be really good. And um, we're heading obviously into our at autumn uh, time now and some cooler weather in Perth which is really good uh, time to um, get on with some more antenna projects you know, the weather's cooled off a little bit I've uh, got a few trees we've got to take out and trim back uh, problem with the trees it's um, they're very nice but they do grow <laughs> so it's starting to cause a few problems with um, cranking down the tower and cranking over the tower uh, various tree branches that have grown and got in the way so a little bit of tree work coming up to try and clear some space and um, get some um, make it a little bit easier to to work on the antennas so that about wraps up this episode um, you can leave a review on apple podcast or your app of choice uh, if you've got any questions about um, antennas or HF operating or contesting or CW, uh, feel free to email us on hamradiotopics at gmail.com. And in the next episode, might have a chat about um, simple beam switching systems, simple wire beam switching systems using relays and, um, and, and um, certain lengths of coax to create um, the um, the beam system on a wire antenna uh, with a driven element and a parasitic element and these can be quite effective easily can give you two directions uh, with the flick of a switch and um, certainly um, on uh, the LF bands this can be quite useful I've got a, a switchable wire beam on 40 meters works very well indeed and um, it's quite uh, it's quite good to be able to just change direction with the flick of a switch and um, there's a pretty good front to back ratio on these antennas quite simple to build quite a simple matching box we can describe this in the next episode so until next time 73s for now from kevin vk6 lima whiskey